You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, everyone. Daniel Reale Chin here. I'm taking Patrick's seat for today. Uh, so it's time for a bit of an update on government rebates and programs that are available for businesses. So today I spoke to Bonnie Cable from AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates. Uh, Bonnie's been a guest on the podcast a couple of times before, but for those of you that don't know, AKR Consulting provides solutions for small to medium-sized businesses and uh, helps them access all current government grants and incentives. So they've got a team of industry experts and accountants, which makes them a really good resource for the construction industry and for small and medium-sized businesses in general. Uh, Bonnie's the CEO of AKR Consulting and founded the company nearly 20 years ago, which makes her an expert uh, in all things incentives. Uh, so today we're talking about the $547.5 million of funding that the Government of Canada has announced for the incentives for medium and heavy duty zero emission vehicles. Uh, the program started on July 11th, and they offer everyone from provinces to small businesses in Canada incentives for the purchase or lease of eligible vehicles. Uh, so I hope you enjoy our conversation, and I hope you uh, learn something from it. All right, so we've got Bonnie, is it Cable? Cable. Cable. We've got Bonnie Cable from Abe. AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates today, uh, joining us today. So Bonnie, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about uh, AKR Consulting? Well, thank you, Daniel. I am the president of AKR Consulting Canada and Access Rebates. Uh, these two companies specialize in assisting businesses and individuals with obtaining government grants, subsidies, tax credits, refunds, and rebates. Um, and we've been doing this since 2003, and I'm proud to say that we service businesses and individuals across Canada. Nice. So you've been on the podcast uh, quite a number of times before. You've spoken to Pat, uh, but not myself. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about uh, how you've helped uh, some companies access uh, government grants and stuff like that? Oh, where to start? <laughs> so... so what we do is we get to know a business. Um, we're members of a number of different industries. Um, I myself do a lot of writing for a number of publications as funding becomes available. Uh, so I'll take one, one small little success story. We'd met this um, company and they were, they were a smaller company um, in, in the industrial field. And when we met them, they had about uh, five employees and about two years later, we, we saw them again, and they were now up to 15 employees, and they qualified for funding. And we were able to secure them a million dollars worth of funding um, through about five different funding programs over the next two years. Nice, nice. So now today we'll be, we'll be discussing some of the uh, funding that's been recently announced from the feds um, for medium and heavy duty zero emission vehicles. So this was sort of announced um, back in the beginning of the summer. It came about in on July 11th. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what the program is and who it could kind of help? Certainly. So, um, Daniel, I'm going to give you a long answer to this. So please interject if um, if at any time you, you need any clarification or you have any questions. 
So when we look at- No, that's great. That's exactly what we're looking for. Perfect. So when we look at government funding, the first question I like to ask is why is this government giving uh, funding in a specific industry or to a specific sector? So it's important to know that transportation accounts for 27% of greenhouse gas emissions. So that's quite significant. And with the federal government's goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions for medium and heavy duty vehicles by 40% below 2005 levels by 2020 and net zero Mm -hmm. by 2050, the only way to get this um, moving is to create incentives. Okay. And that's why they're here. So let's talk a little bit about the incentives like you mentioned. So the federal Mm -hmm. government announced effective July 11th 2022, Mm -hmm. $547.5 million in funding that will be available over the next four years, or it is important to note until the funds are used up. So if the money is used up before that time, it might or might not be replenished, uh, but that's what's in the the pot right now. Okay. $47.5 million um, on incentives for medium and heavy-duty emission vehicles. Okay. So the medium and heavy duty emission vehicle program offer it's offered to Canadian organizations, whether they are for profit or mm-hmm. not for profit. And this is towards the purchase or lease. Very important because a lot of uh, companies out there will lease. Okay. Cash, right. Mm-hmm. For um, heavy duty and uh, medium and heavy duty equipment vehicles. Okay. So only vehicles listed. Uh, under the eligible vehicle requirements um, are available for incentives and they're available at the point of sale, wherever uh, the vehicle is being purchased or leased from. Okay. Which is very important to know. Funding is very generous. It is up to $200,000 for coach buses. That would be the most that you can get. And we'll go through the classes of vehicle uh, just now. So funding it will be applied right at the point of sale, just okay. like it is with electric vehicles or plug-in cars at car dealerships. Okay, that's good to know. So it's happening at point of sale, point of lease. Exactly, exactly. And and just looking at the funding, um, you could be leasing it for one, two, three, or four years, the okay. vehicle, and you would still qualify for funding for that period. Nice. Okay, so um, another important note is Government incentives, they tend to uh, decrease over mm-hmm. the years. So when a technology is new and it's, mm-hmm. in, it's in its infancy, the government provides a higher percentage of funding. Okay. To get businesses to adopt the new technology. Okay. Uh, so let's take the case of um, LED light bulbs. So okay. when LED light bulbs first came out, there were all sorts of incentives through the hydro companies uh, to retrofit your your plant or your facility. But mm-hmm. now, as more and more businesses have adopted LED uh, technology, lighting incentives have gone down considerably. Okay. So important to remember, funding is, is very high right now for the early adopters, but as there's more take up, it'll more than likely decrease. So it's so- better to be an early adopter. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to be an early adopter, you're going to get more money. I mean, this could cut be cut down in four years from, you know, the top end being 200,000 to it going down to 50,000. Okay. Okay. Now being an early adopter, usually 
when the technology is new, you're going to pay more for it. Mm -hmm. But as it becomes commercialized, as things like um, batteries become readily available and come down in price, then these vehicles will also come down in price as well. Okay, good to know. So the funding covers um, classes to B to eight of vehicles. So what, what does this mean? I'm going to give you an overview. Okay, mm -hmm. so class uh, seven, eight is coach buses. Okay. And coach buses are, are labeled as, uh, uh, sorry, they are classified as um, 12,000 kilograms or more. And the okay. incentive is $200,000. Nice. Okay. The next class is class eight. Mm -hmm. And this would be vehicles that are uh, 15,000 kilograms or more. And mm -hmm. it includes, and, and remember, I'm just giving you examples. So it's not yeah. limited to these, these particular vehicles, but these are just examples. We have dump okay. trucks, cement trucks, heavy conventional and sleeper trucks. And the incentive is $150,000. Nice. Okay. okay. Um, under also under class eight uh, at fifteen thousand uh, kilograms or more, we have dump trucks, cement trucks, heavy conventional, and sleeper trucks, mm -hmm. and the incentive is one hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Next is class seven. Mm -hmm. uh, vehicles weighing twelve thousand to fifteen thousand kilograms. Mm -hmm. Um. And this is for furniture and medium conventional trucks as an example. And the incentive is $100,000. Okay. Next, class six, 8,800 kilograms to 12,000 kilograms. Uh, and this includes beverage, single axle vans, and rack trucks. Okay. And the incentive is 100000 Nice. Okay. Class five is uh, seven seven thousand two hundred to nine thousand kilograms, and that covers or includes large walk-in, city delivery, and bucket vehicles, and the incentive is seventy five hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay, and then class four is those same vehicles: large walk-in, conventional vans, and city delivery. Um, at a weight of 6,300 to mm -hmm. 7,300 kilograms. Mm -hmm. Class three um, is 4,500 to 6,500 kilograms and covers walk-in conventional vans and city vehicles. The incentive is $40,000. Mm -hmm. And lastly, class 2B, which is 4,000 to 4,500 kilograms covers utility vans, full-size pickups, and step vans, and the incentive is $10,000. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. So if you go on to uh, the the, the uh, Government of Canada's website as well, they have a full list uh, giving you sort of brands and specific trucks and uh, vehicles that are that are part of it as well, right? So, exactly. Uh, you can go to the Transport Canada website. Mm-hmm. That would be one website to go to. The other one would be if you Google the IMHZEV program. Okay. That'll give you the specific makes and models. 
Nice. And I'm just looking at the list uh, here. So there's there's pretty good examples like the Ford E-Transit cargo vans. Um, some of the uh, Volvo tractors are on here. So there, there's quite a bit, uh, quite a number of vehicles that they're covering with this, eh? Yes. And I, I'm sure that as um, more, uh, more manufacturers start to come out with more vehicles, they will mm-hmm. be added to the list. Okay. So the list will grow. Okay. And so now in terms of the funding, is there a limit of uh, the number of vehicles that a, com- a company can claim the rebate on? Oh, I will get to that one in a minute. We haven't even finished talking about the funding that's available. That's just <laughs> okay. So, so let me just talk about the other program that's currently available. Yeah, sounds um, good. And that, and that is the Green Freight Assessment Program. Okay. Um, and so the first round of that was around from 2019 to 2022. Okay. Um, so with this government uh, program, it provided $3.4 million Mm-hmm. for businesses uh, to pay for fleet assessments of their medium and heavy duty uh, vehicles for energy efficient retrofits. Okay. So under this past program, 6,000 trucks were assessed and 3,700 retrofits were implemented. Nice. So that was, that was quite a success. So as a result, yeah. that, this fall, um, Natural Resources Canada, they'll be launching a new version of the Green Freight Program, um, okay. which further aims uh, to provide paid funding for fleet assessments for energy efficient retrofits to existing fleets. Okay. So we might have to get you back on to talk about that one. That that would be great. The <laughs> information, the readership, or, or the listenership gets the better, right? Yeah, exactly. So this will help reduce greenhouse gas emissions in existing vehicles, because let's face it, anyone who has an existing vehicle, they're not going to be decommissioning this vehicle anytime soon. You're going to mm-hmm. have a vehicle over its useful life. Mm-hmm. And that could be, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, but if you're able to get some money to retrofit it, uh, you'll, you'll definitely take advantage of it. So some of the retrofits that this will cover, it includes auxiliary power units, auxiliary bunk heaters, mm-hmm. side skirts, boat tails, aerodynamic um, mud flaps, gap reducers, battery HVAC, predictive cruise control, low rolling resistant tires, mm-hmm. and fuel efficient driver training um, for over 600 drivers. Okay. Uh, and, this is, and this is available for all class 2B to 8 vehicles. Okay. Um, the the like the list that we just discussed yeah so to to summarize let's just summarize it we've got two programs one for Mm -hmm. the existing vehicles and one for the new purchases okay Okay. nice beautiful let's get get to your question on uh (laughs) vehicles that that uh business um can uh, apply for funding for. Yeah, so is there a limit to the number and uh, the amount of money that they can collect in rebates? Yes, the the limits are set by the funding stream that the company is applying for. So there is a limit to how many medium and heavy duty electric vehicles a business can purchase or lease. Okay. The program. Um, so businesses, um, they are limited to up to 10 incentives uh, to a maximum of $1 million per calendar year. Okay, that's not so bad. That, that's important to know because if you've got a fleet 
right? And your feet, your fleet, you want to replace it over time. Yeah. You know, have a, have a list and get your budget together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go in there and really negotiate with your vendor or wherever you're buying your vehicles from, right? Because if you know that you're phasing out 10 vehicles over the next three years, yeah, maybe you're getting a really good purchase price. Yeah, exactly. So, but in addition, um, there's also the green freight program mm-hmm. that, that we discussed. So there's two streams to that. The first stream will fund up to $250,000. Okay. And that is for fleet assessments and truck retrofits. Okay. And the uh, second uh, phase of that stream two, the maximum funding is $5 million. Okay. And this includes things like engine repowers. Okay, I don't claim to know what this means, but it says engine <laughs> repowers. <laughs> yeah. Alternate fuel truck. So I, I guess if you're going to uh, retrofit your truck for, you know, maybe maybe for a different type of fuel, mm-hmm. biodiesel, mm-hmm. and it will also cover logistical best practices. And what I I think that means is it's driver training. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So it's pretty liberal. So there is a there's a ton of money available. Okay. For existing fleets as well. Okay. So the, uh, the, the one that seems to be uh, pretty important is the uh, $250,000 that uh, is available for fleet assessments and for uh, the fleet retrofits. Um, when you say fleet assessments, do, do, we, do we know exactly what that means? We will have further details coming out. They said fall 2022, and okay. um, we just recently took part in a webinar, so we should have details coming anytime now. All so, right. So, Daniel, when we know, we will let you know because those, do- <laughs> <laughs> those all right important you'll want to you know companies will want to jump all over that especially with you know fuel being as high as it is now and yeah honestly, of course predictable the next little while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so that information is all good to know um so now the program itself this one began on july 11th uh have you seen any uptake so far uh, currently, only businesses purchaser list or leasing a zero emission, medium and heavy duty vehicle are able to apply for the incentive until the program two opens up and focus on assessments and retrofits. But um, I I don't think there's been very much of an uptake yet, and okay. the reason being is because people don't know about retrofits. But number two is we need to talk about the battery issue. Yeah. I don't know if you've, you know, heard about all the part shortages there are. And, mm-hmm. you know, particularly when it comes to battery technology, um, they're having a lot of problems with lithium mining. Mm-hmm. So that's actually something that the government's putting a lot of funding into is, okay. is um, you know, if you're a mining company and you're going to mine for lithium because that's what's really needed in these batteries. Okay. So I think that that is really going to be a concern. I mean, even even in the uh, car market is, yeah, you can go ahead and place your order for your truck or your car. The reality mm-hmm. is you have, have your vehicle for two years. Yeah. Okay. So, so that really needs to be addressed. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so who do you think uh, will, will benefit the most from, from these sort of incentives? Any trucking company, any any trucking company out there, 
uh, I think that you're going to need to to look at these incentives uh, because your competitors definitely are. So it become, kind of becomes par for the course of, you know, being in a business. Okay. Makes sense. Okay, so now is this the only program of its kind or are there other maybe provincial programs that incentivize businesses to use these uh, these vehicles? You know, that's a good question. We've seen some provincial programs open um, for the for cars. Mm-hmm. And while we haven't seen anything open for uh, for heavy duty and, and medium sized uh, vehicles mm-hmm. as of yet, it, it could happen. And if it okay. does happen, you will be able to stack these programs. There's usually stacking to a maximum of usually 75% of purchase price. Nice. So you, you would be able to do that. But another very important program that we need to mention is something called the uh, uh, ZVIT program. ZVIT? ZVIT. Okay. Zero Emission Vehicle Infrastructure Program. Okay. Okay. And this is all about fueling stations because if you don't have the ability to charge these vehicles what's the point in having them <laughs> so you you might have heard of some announcements in the news over the past year yeah about some of the en route locations that they'll be getting charging stations yeah 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 and and that's that's what this funding is part of i'm quite sure that those announcements these companies um, that are running these projects, they must have got government funding. Okay. So ZVIP is a, it's a pretty, pretty darn good program. Right Mm -hmm. now it's covering up to 50% of project costs. And that's not just for charging stations. In some cases it'll cover the construction as well. Okay. Right. Because a lot of times if you've got, you know, like existing asphalt that needs to be dug up. Yeah. I mean, that can be a big cost and then you've got to, get the conduit in there um the charging station you know you, when you start adding the construction aspect to it can be two or three times the amount of recharging stations mm-hmm. so that funding is also available um the zvit program is in place until 2027 okay so if you're planning on getting ev then plan on applying for the zvit program okay or if, you know if you've got a, if you're You've got a building project going on or a renovation project going on where you yeah. are up your asphalt, your parking lot might be something to consider, you know, just laying the groundwork for the putting the charging stations in either now or in the mm-hmm. future. It'll save yourself thousands. Okay. And so individual businesses can apply for this. This isn't only for like quote unquote public spaces, like an on, on route type of thing, right? No, exactly. Businesses can apply for this, right? And, and you can also think about, you know, your employees. In the future, mm-hmm. you know, your employees will be driving electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Having those charging stations available for public use for your employees would be very important as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. So now in terms of uh, the business owners, are there any other sort of questions that business owners or people in the construction industry should be asking themselves when it comes to these types of rebates? I know you sort of mentioned it with uh, with um, reassessing your, your fleet, uh, but is there anything else that they should be asking? Um, well, a couple of questions I would ask if I was a business owner is, you know, we're just coming out of COVID, so mm-hmm. you know, cash flows are tight. Um, 
how long will incentives be around? Um, well, the money's there on a first come first serve basis. Okay. So once it's gone, it's gone. So if there starts to be heavy take up of this program, as we said, initially the program is supposed to be around for four years, but yeah. the money could disappear in two. Exactly. Uh, you know, if there's heavy uptake. So that's something to really consider. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, if you're a business owner or, you know, a large company, start having a look at it now and get yourself a plan together. Start talking to your, uh, your vendors mm-hmm. and, you know, figure out what's going on in industry and around you and, you know, make your decisions accordingly. Mm. Okay. I think uh, I've got a couple more questions if I was a business owner and the next one would be, are there any drawbacks to receiving government funding? And I would say, no, you know, we, we pay, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we pay a tremendous amount of taxes living in this country, personal taxes, yep. business taxes. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, these programs are just a redirection of those taxes. Actually, a lot of this has to do with the carbon tax as well. Okay. It's, you know, the carbon tax that, you know, is 13.4 cents that nobody really realizes is slapped on our, uh, on our tax bill or mm-hmm. well, our fuel bill when we go to the pumps. And that's that money being redirected. So this is a redirection of government of money that you paid. Okay. So, no, I, there are no drawbacks to this. And I think uh, businesses need to understand that um, the government needs to give these, inf- these incentives because technology uh, changes. If you want a society to adopt them, then mm-hmm. you need to incentivize the the society and the consumer market to uptake this new technology or quite honestly it's just not going to happen yeah and that goes back once again to the led lights that you mentioned earlier an uptake with that so and i think the last thing you know business owner needs to think about is as we mentioned you know with the battery shortage is um what is the wait time for electric vehicles Mm -hmm. and that i'm not sure about so, you know, if you're thinking about getting a vehicle in two years, maybe you need to order that right now because okay. your orders today, I wouldn't think are coming for a year or two from now. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And now, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Daniel, especially if you're thinking of, you know, vehicle replacement, especially if, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm business owner and I'm thinking, okay, I need to replace a few vehicles in two years, but. And I'm, in all honesty, I don't know what the lead time is for for purchasing gas vehicles. I don't mm-hmm. know if they can walk onto the onto truck lots now and pick one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm needing to replace some of my fleet, and I'm thinking I'll wait a couple of years to do that, I might find that if I'm going to buy an electric vehicle in two years, that you know my wait my wait is two years longer. Yeah. Okay. So it's better to get on it now, eh? I think so. I would. (laughs) And uh, so now, do you think more of these types of rebates uh, for zero emission vehicles will continue popping up in the future or? I I do. Um, There was 1.7 billion in funding that was allocated in the budget, um, you know, for funding through the 2027 to 28. So there Mm -hmm. should be more funding announcements. And just with, the um, electric vehicle infrastructure funding that we talked about, 
we saw a big increase in funding. So at the beginning of the year, that mm-hmm. fund was $280 million, and that was increased to $680 million this year alone. Okay. So I definitely do think that you're going to see more funding announcements. Okay. And so, I mean, 1.7, you said 1.7, right? Yes. 1.7 billion sounds like quite a bit to me, but for you who has more experience in this, is is this quite a significant amount of money? It, it Does it seem like the government of Canada is sort of focusing on this aspect right now with oh, monetarily? Most, most definitely. Like, uh, I think that uh, becoming um, a battery-based, uh, more of a green country is, is really what Canada is gearing towards. So... From what I've been able to read and, and gather, they they say that there's $36 billion given away in government funding every year. Mm-hmm. So if you take the $1.7 billion over, what is it, about five five years? Yeah. You know, if you're talking, well, $300 million out of $36 billion, that's not very big. Mm-hmm. But there's also been um, other programs, like there's programs available for electric cars okay there's funding available on the housing side the 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 greener homes program which Mm -hmm. is quite popular for retrofitting your house Mm -hmm. so we're seeing a lot of green programs um pop up okay okay so it 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 is the focus It, it is it's a pretty it's a pretty big focus all right and so do you think there's anything that we sort of miss with uh, with talking about this before we, we wrap up? I I think we've we've given everyone uh, the listenership out there like a good overview, like be aware there's there's two programs out there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. the green assessments that'll be forthcoming and we'll be providing more information on that. Um, there's currently funding available through Transport Canada for the mm-hmm. purchase of new electric vehicles, class 2B to 8. Okay. There's funding available for the charging stations. Mm-hmm. Um, that funding needs to be applied for. It, it's different than than with the um, electric vehicles where you just go to the your, your dealership and it's at point of sale. With the electric vehicle infrastructure uh, funding, they have specific intakes. Okay. Apply for funding during that intake period. It would probably be the kind of thing that you want to reach out to a company like AKR about because we're just a lot more on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, part and parcel, you're getting electric vehicles, get your chargers in. Nice, and, nice. And lastly, you know, just be aware of, you know, with the battery shortages, it could be a bit of a wait time for your vehicle. Okay. Now, in terms of uh, AKR and coming to, to see you at the office or something like that, Tell us a little bit about um, what that process is like, how you how you specifically help uh, these business owners. Well, uh, business owners can reach out to us anytime. Um, you can call us at 905-678-6368, and we'll be happy to answer your questions and come out and pay you a visit um, and learn more about your business and how we can help you. We've got a very knowledgeable team. And, you know, we're always there to, to offer advice and you don't pay any money for advice. (laughs) We move forward with services. That's when we'll start talking about, you know, our fees and money, but we're definitely there to give you overview and insight. 
Nice. And where are you guys located? We are located in Mississauga, Ontario. And as mentioned earlier, we do deal with businesses across Canada. Beautiful, beautiful. You guys are close to the airport, so. Yes, we are. (laughs) Easy to get anywhere. (laughs) Exactly. Nice, nice. Bonnie, thank you very much. That was fantastic. Daniel, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, for allowing me to uh, speak to your listenership again. Of course, and uh, hopefully we can get you on here again. Hopefully the uh, the government puts out some more incentives for business owners and we'll have a reason to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and they are, they're making so much available. Exactly. All right. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media. Music